And hello, movie lovers. Tonight, we dive deep into the nostalgic, nostalgic world of the beloved 1993 film, The Sandlot. I'm your host, John DeGorio, and I'm thrilled to take you on this journey back to that unforgettable moment in the summer of in the 1960s. And with me, I have Benny the Jet Rodriguez with me, sitting beside me, and he's from the ACS universe known as Anthony Rodriguez tonight. So we're going to be doing this. We're going to be doing The Sandlot. I can't wait to dive in. To the 1960s. It felt good being alive that year. So let's go on ahead. Let's talk about it. What's good, man? What is up? What is up, man? <laughs> Not <laughs> nice the much. <laughs> Thank you. I do appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, man. Just, uh, yo, glad to be here. Um, this movie is... Uh, it's 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 one of those hard to describe sort of things where it's it's like it's absolutely phenomenal film, but also like the impact it had culturally and uh, among other things, you know what I'm saying. So like it, it's right. it's it's a really 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 good sort of, and there's other movies that fall in this genre as well, like Rookie of the Year, which is dope. Like those other yes. good movies are fucking absolutely incredible. So so like you know this for me. I, Cause I, I didn't catch this in theaters when it came out. Like I caught it. Like I think what I, I saw the previews or whatever, but I, I remember catching it halfway through the movie on like HBO or something, you know, after it came out and um, being like, yeah, this is dope. Like, and I was, right. a, I was, I was, a, I was a kid. I mean, you said it comes out, it came out in 93. I probably caught it somewhere around that time. And, and I was, couldn't have been no more. Cause I was, I would have been, I've been 16 when that came out. So it, it, this is probably around that time where I, I, you know, watched just the little piece of it that I did see. And I was like, I need to see this again. Cause it's, it's incredible. And uh, ever since then, it, it's, um, it's a staple, man. <laughs> it definitely is. And, you know, I didn't see this in theaters either. I was mm-hmm. also eight years old when this movie came out. Mm-hmm. And I missed my chance of seeing it. But my grandmother did get it for me on VHS because mm-hmm. I was a huge I was huge into baseball. Still am today. Yeah, yeah of course, yeah, you same, know. Same, but, same. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, I just remember being introduced into the world of, Sand- of the Sandlot and being related to the fact that I was playing baseball at the time mm-hmm. and you know, it just has that summer kind of vibe to it yeah, in the 1960s. Yeah. And then you're being introduced to all these French friends and everything. It's very quotable. Not mm-hmm. saying this, uh, the rookie of the year is not quotable because it is, but yeah. this has the most quotable oh, lines. Yeah. And my matter of fact, my wife uses you're killing me smalls. Every single yeah. time I end up saying something <laughs> stupid or I don't understand something. Yeah. 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 No, it's, it's that, I, that's probably that that's that's a that's a that's that's pro- that 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 line will fall into the hall of fame of quotable lines from movies for like years just because it's it's such a people i hear it i hear it at work every so often you know what i mean when people saying that shit when it's when you're just like you just said somebody didn't understand something or something like that they're like oh you're killing me smalls like it's it's exactly. it's, it's, it's incredible Exactly. So let's dive into this, man. So this movie actually had a budget of seven million and it only made thirty four point three million at the box office. Oh wow! What a that that that's a that's a jump. <laughs> it cost yeah. seven million, made thirty four, and yeah. at that time, that's good for a low budget. Yes, film. that that's why. I mean, obviously there were sequels, and I mean, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not going to pay attention to the sequels. No, 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 <laughs> they were bad. 
yeah. No, it's it's when it when you have a movie like this that's that incredible, it's hard to recapture that. When it's sort of because obviously the Slayer lot was probably made without plans for a sequel. So there was no, you know, when it comes to like uh the actors signing long-term contracts, and they were kids, of course, but they, they just didn't do that. They probably all signed a contract for this movie, you know, considering. And then when it became successful, it was like, oh, let's make more. And some of them probably weren't on board and things of that nature. So, yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So this movie starts off in, in the late spring of 1962 with uh, fifth grader Scott Smalls. He moves yes. to the San Fernando Valley with his mother and mm-hmm. his new stepfather, Bill. Although he prefers to play with the erector set in his room, his mother encourages him to make friends. Mm-hmm. And I really thought that this scene really stood out to me because a mother, mm-hmm. he's, she cares about his, about her son. It's mm-hmm. a mother's love. And the fact that you also have Bill, who's also being introduced in this film, and he's trying to figure out also to this life as well. Mm-hmm. And trying to figure out how he's going to talk to his uh, son as a as a stepfather trying to step in for him. And then yeah. the mother's like, you know what? Go ahead, get rowdy, get buddy, get dirty, make mm. some trouble. Now, how many mothers do you know that would actually do that? Yeah, and I really <laughs> thought that was a heartwarming moment in that room. Oh no, yeah, it, it's a, there was first of all, Karen Allen, love me some Karen Allen, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's my wife right there. She just said, hey, hey bro. bro. <laughs> Uh, but uh, no, yeah, Karen Allen is absolutely incredible. Just you know, saw her last a couple weeks ago in in Indiana in uh, Dallas Destiny and stuff like that. So uh, no, she's great. I, I loved her in this. Dennis Allen is, is incredible um, in the role that he that they put him in here for. I think um, this also speaks to a lot of a, a lot of youngsters at the time because it, it, it seems like the time the movie is set in. It's kind of it was kind of. Uh, you kind of didn't see divorce a lot back then, but when the right. movie came out in the nineties, you did. So like a lot of people could relate to the fact that, you know, they, they're still with their moms, but they, they, you know, had to to sort of learn to, to live with a, a new parent in the house or whatever, just because of the way things were at the time. So uh, I thought that was a great dynamic. I thought everything that they did with that, when it came to, yes, him with the erector set and things of that nature, but, but, when it came to him playing catch with with um <coughs> excuse me with Dennis Allen's character, all of that stuff was was it's incredible, man. And like it, it literally, when you rewatch that movie, it really fits so well in in that dynamic of sort of this family where yes, the the single mother who has her son who meets another man and and marries him, and he has the knowledge that there's a kid there. So it, it's it. It's done so well to the point I was like, okay. I, and I also, when it comes to um, him, you know, him being a sort of a baseball nut and the kid not mm-hmm. being so, you know, mean, so he has to sort right. of teach him. But at the same time, like the values that he, he has when it comes to baseball, the kid gets it to a certain extent. You know what I'm saying? Like, especially later on in the movie when. Right. <laughs> was a was there, yeah. Right. Yeah. I I definitely love Dennis Larry in this movie as oh, yeah. Bill. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like you said, you can see that he's into ba- heavily into baseball because mm-hmm. you get to see the Mickey uh, Mantle pitchers. You get to see the Babe Ruth pitchers yeah. Yeah. and all that's laid out in this little sports uh, mm-hmm. decor that he has over there in his office. And I definitely like that vibe of the fact that, you know, the baseball is going to play a character in this, in this essential role later on. And you just mm-hmm. don't even know it, but you yeah. see, putting the baseball on 
the stand and you actually see it's Babe Ruth's name on it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this guy's heavy, heavy into this. <laughs> yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. baseball. What's the big deal about it? Mm-hmm. And he's also naive to the fact that these are popular baseball players and stuff like that because of the fact that those players seem so big while he's still so small. So mm-hmm. his understanding of baseball and everything around him is kind mm-hmm. of excited in a sense uh, to that area, which I think he winds up learning later on with his friends of who the great Bambino is, who Mickey Mantle is. And he's mm-hmm. great of the baseball of the baseball legends. So I like the fact that he winds up being naive at first and not knowing anything and learning from his friends who these players are. So yeah. I definitely like that aspect to it too. Yeah. That um that added a layer because when when obviously when he when it would you'd see the scenes where he would um where they would take him out to play with them and like when they went to the store and all that kind of stuff and they were trying to you know explain baseball players and that shit was dope like on a level, like even though I knew at the time the first time I saw the movie like who these players were they were talking about I could still understand how somebody wouldn't and also the way they explain the player to him, you know what I'm saying? When it came right. like the great Bambino, the, the Sultan of Swat and all that kind of stuff, that stuff was like, is it's, it's like, it's almost, it's, it's, you'd almost look back and think, did, did, a, did the kids write this movie or did like, you know what I'm saying? Because did. They right. got the perfect perspective from the younger, you know, baseball fans when it came to baseball sometimes better than like adults can get it when it comes to stuff like that. So it was, it was really good. Most definitely. And, you know, I like the fact that Smalls doesn't even know how to play catch. So therefore Bill has to try and teach him. And some things you can't learn from adults. Sometimes you have to learn from people your own age Mm -hmm. versus, uh, versus that. So I like that aspect of the fact that he doesn't know how to throw. He doesn't have any friends. Mm -hmm. I like how he goes downstairs the next morning and he goes, and Bill's over there doing taxes or doing something with his business. Mm-hmm. And he looks over to his wife. Uh, basically, his wife looks over to Dennis Larry. He goes, hey, will you teach him how to play ball? Mm-hmm. And at first, the kid asks. And he goes, well, later on. And then the wife goes, really? Can you know? Can you go on yeah, and teach you- him? It's only going to take five minutes. Yeah, That's, yeah, yeah. That can wait. Mm-hmm. So he goes outside in the yard and everything, and they decide to throw the ball. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> and the kid, and the kid, and he's like, no, 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 it's not that big a deal. We can just say, he's just like, no, go out there and play catch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's convinces him to go out there and play catch. Yeah, it's, right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. And continue. then he, this is my favorite part, though. He yeah. winds up throwing the ball, and he can't throw that good. Bill goes, okay. And he's like, this is ridiculous. And then but he realizes that his son can't even uh, throw a ball. So Smalls mm-hmm. winds up going on ahead and handing him the ball back to him mm-hmm. and not throwing it, but actually handing it back to him. And yeah. Dennis Lear is like, what the hell are you doing? <coughs> you can just throw it. Yeah. And it's funny. It's I'll never forget the way he looks when he's like, and he does it a couple of times and he's like, and he just, it runs it over to him. It's one of the greatest. It, I, 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 you know what? Of all the memorable scenes from that, uh, from this movie, that's one of the ones where I'll never forget him seeing him act like he's gonna throw it, and he just like sort of breaks it. He's like, "Damn it, I, I can't throw it." So he just runs it over to him. It's incredible, man. I like, I love it. Exactly. And then you know, at that point, Bill winds up throwing the ball really hard to him. He winds up catching it finally. And his baseball, well, his glove winds up breaking, mm-hmm. and he winds up having a black eye. Yeah. 
He doesn't look. Just put this on. He throws some meat on his face. Mm-hmm. Because yep. that's what old they used school. to do back in the day. Yeah, old school, man. Old school black eye treatment, man. Some steaks. <laughs> <laughs> because, hey, it'll bruise for a little bit, but it won't be black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and then, of course, he finally goes over to the he goes over to the Sandlot, and that's where you meet all the other characters. I love the introduction to them. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. Um yeah, because uh, Benny takes him over there. He uh, he comes to his house. He's like, I don't have a glove. He's like, yo, I got it. Yeah, Of course, Benny would have a spare glove or whatever. But when he brings him there, yes, the introductions are fire. That's that's also one of the unforgettable moments from an unforgettable movie is like those, yeah, yeah, and, and just introducing everybody and stuff like that. And um, yeah, man, it, it's unless right. you, you know, it, unless you like, like actually just not even play baseball, but sort of had like a, a, any kind of summer interaction with kids your own age. Like it's, it's hard to really get that. But once, you know what I'm saying? If you've had that before, this movie just pours it on and it's, it's welcoming, you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, give me some more of this, this, this sort of nostalgia feeling of like when you were a kid and and you didn't have to worry about bills, you had to worry about none of this other stuff. You just, you just did what you you did. Yeah. Just be a kid. And to, but but at the same time, you know, the little pressures that come with being a youngster, meeting new friends and all of that kind of stuff is, is you know, you wouldn't want to impress them and you want them to like you and things of that nature. So that's like all of that stuff wrapped up in this movie makes it just it's one of the reasons why it's just a chef kiss movie, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly, man. Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, b- before that happens, though, too. Basically, Smalls winds up sneaking over to the sandlots and tries to scoops it out a little bit. Yeah. And, you know, finally, somebody winds up hitting a fly ball. So mm-hmm. then he goes on ahead, goes out over there, gets the fly, uh, uh, winds up trying to throw the ball. They all laugh at him. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Benny's over there just looking at him like, okay. Um, this is not funny. This is not as funny as everybody is making it out to be. Yeah, you can yeah. definitely tell that he cares about Smalls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he's and he's also. Uh, I think he he says that as the older older Smalls is narrating, that you know the scenes or whatever. That Benny is he's a different kid. You know what I'm saying? Like he he loves the game so much, but and he also wants everybody else to enjoy playing it as much as he does. So that's why he tries to make everyone feel like they're, even though they're not, because it, nobody on that team is as good as Benny is. Benny is fired. No. <laughs> yeah. And like, like the adult uh, version of Small says, he said, for Benny, it was about playing baseball. He yeah. was the embodiment of baseball. Yeah. And they were just doing it for a summer gig, basically, just to pass time and everything. Yeah, exactly. So that, that, that pretty much explains it. So yeah, I, I I love that. And the um, uh, Smalls put your glove up is top five scenes from that movie. That's incredible, dude. I I remember yeah. being even as old as I was the first time I saw it. Like I said, I was a young teenager, but that that shit gave me chills when he said, "Put your glove up," and he just hits it and it lands in his glove, and he's like, "Oh wow, you know that's." Right. And then everybody else also encourages him out from that point because Mm -hmm. Benny also worked with him, too, to try and throw. And then that that actually boosted his confidence even more because Benny didn't really teach him to throw. Mm -hmm. He just told him how to throw. Yeah. yeah. He said, ever ever thrown a a newspaper before and a newspaper out? He goes, yeah, I did that once. Okay, well, just do that, but do it a little bit differently and you'll nail it. Mm -hmm. And And that's all he told him. 
And then once he caught that ball, that was all he needed for to, to you know what I'm saying, <laughs> to put him in that stratosphere of at least he was <clears throat> he felt comfortable being able to play with the rest of those cats. Cause you know, like I was ta- saying earlier, like kids, they sometimes, you know, they get a little nervous and stuff like that when it comes to sort of being out there and not and feeling like your skills aren't on par. Because remember when the introductions came, those kids, those kids were good. Like <laughs> they like when he was talking, when he was describing it, it was showing like mm-hmm. he's seen like this sort of montage where they were throwing the ball back and forth. I love the montage of that. Yeah, yeah. It's it's dope, man. It's but but that's like it's it could be intimidating at some point. But Benny, man, Benny is just fire, dude. I, I love Benny. <laughs> Same here. Uh, Benny's yeah. actually hands down one of my favorite characters and everything, but I think I relate more to Scott than I do. Oh yeah, any of the other guys. Definitely, because as you can tell, I, I can't run like that or hit balls like that. So yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, Smalls is my boy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, now you're supposed to be uh, you're supposed to be living up to your name that I just gave you, <laughs> Benny and Jen. <laughs> <laughs> right. But anyway, um, I probably can't even run as fast as his older self at the end. But <laughs> just <laughs> same, same goes yeah, for yeah. me as well. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, then Benny invites him onto the team as a left uh, center outfielder. Despite skepticism from the rest of the team, Benny helps Smalls earn their respect. Mm-hmm. At their next game, Ham gets a turn uh, turn at bat with Benny as a catcher. Dean Noons taunts Ham with a trademark heater pitch, and Ham, in response, hits a home run into an an adjustment backyard. Much to the team's uh, shenanigans, Smalls attempts to retrieve the ball, but they stop him. That night, the team has a campout in a nearby treehouse, while Mm -hmm. Squints tells Smalls about the beast, a legendary, fearsome English misfit living behind the fence man i'll tell you what <laughs> that is <clears throat> man I, lo- I love this movie man it- it's um when he does when when <laughs> when he hits that home run and and he's like we'll just go over there and get it and they're like no nah, bro what this not we're not doing that game's just over for the day and he's like why and they have to explain it that is so like uh just that cool like thing of 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 you know tall tales or stories you told with your friends right. it's like a kid. small town urban legend kind yes, of thing made up by yes. the kids and that's something i really loved about it yeah yeah and it's incredible because they're like you know they're like sleepover and they have like the, the you know they camp out and they get into the and they explain the story and squints does it so well that 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 entire storytelling is fire and it's also like it also like when you see that it's it's like um they build it up so well to the point that when you finally see the beast at the end of the movie, right? right it, it's a, okay. And now you understand because when you were a kid, like th- th- those types of, that we did literally had uh, at, at a point when I was young, I, I wasn't a teenager yet, I don't think, but, but we lived in a place where there was, there was a sort of small little junkyard area and the dog was fucking vicious. It was little, it was little, but dude, if it, it used to get out. But to a kid, everything is big to us. Yeah, and it used to get out sometimes, and we'd be like, ah, and it was, but it like literally, it's probably smaller than the dogs I have now. And, but at the time, right, you know what I'm saying? It was right. such a scary thing. So like that, that one aspect of the movie, amongst everything else that's fire about it, I think that's uh, they did, they killed that. Like that was a perfect. 
rendition of something that a kid sees that seems larger than life, but it's actually not. But to them, it, it just is. Right. Because everything is bigger in aspect. And, yeah. you yeah. know, and they always paint a picture that's bigger than what it actually is, too. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, it, they think it's actually Cujo, basically. Yeah. If you think yeah. about it. <laughs> they do. They do. Yes, right. they do. <laughs> but my favorite thing is, like, they get the whole entire thing with the cop and the flashback, and they have to lock up the beast. It was like a 1930s horror movie. Yeah. That's Quince is telling him. And he goes, well, how long do I have to leave uh, my dog on the chain? Forever. Yeah. Forever. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's and of course, I mean, look, they they got it's it the the beast is it's like a large, it's like a puppet and stuff. But man, it looks so like the first time I saw it, I was I was like, yo, you know what I'm saying? Like they they did a they they did a fucking terrific job with this entire thing. Right, and I also like how uh, Scott is actually going up to the treehouse, mm-hmm. and for the first time as well, and him's up there. He goes. He's like, hey, want some? Want some more? He goes, how can I have some more if if I haven't had any? He's like, you're <laughs> killing me, Smalls. Smalls, <laughs> and he like showed him. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's dope. All of all of those, the, their humor, you know, like the dialogue between those characters, like the kids, is is man. It's almost like they didn't even write it. They just let the kids. Do their do own thing. Say, yeah, because it's such a spot on sort of representation of like like the way you talked when you were that age of, amongst your friends, like literally like that's right. that's oh, it's, it's, it's it's so good. Man. It's great. <laughs> but yeah, um, then after that winds up happening, we actually have another scene where it's actually the first game. The boys invite Scotty to play a real baseball yeah. game at the Sandlot. Scotty is nervous but excited. He gets his chance to bat and manages to hit the ball. Running to first base, however, he overruns the base and ends up being tagged out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I like this scene because of the fact that it shows the imperfectness of Scotty still trying to learn the sport. Yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. trying to learn from his mistakes of not running over the base so that way he doesn't get tagged again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I like the important, that's what I liked about it was the fact that it was imperfect for him to learn something. Yeah, no, I think. Um... I think Smalls was, he was all of us, probably. <laughs> He's probably, you know, Smalls was, uh, his character is, is sort of like most kids at that time, you know, playing baseball. Because, you know, mo- and most kids aren't going to be uh, Benny or even Ham or some of those kids that they, because those kids were good, man. Those kids were really, like, even, even though like, you know, the, the only person to, to really get somewhere was Benny. Like, like you saw, like I was talking about earlier when they showed the little montage of like them, they were throwing it, hitting back. I mean, they were, they're, they're good at, at what they had to be good at. So yeah, I think Smalls being like sort of this, the perfect representation of just the average kid who, uh, Wants to be included in play, but it's not probably not that good, you know what I'm saying? But still, right. but still could have fun playing and, and sort of, uh, yeah, I, I do like, yeah, that, that, um, him getting out right there, that's, um, that's, I, 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 I've been knocked out before, I've been not, <laughs> not knocked out, but you know what I'm saying, gotten out before right. playing baseball, yeah, so yeah, but yeah, at that point though, too, we actually have 
a very hot summer day. Nobody yeah. can play baseball. They're all yeah. sweated down. Vinny hated so, that shit. <laughs> Vinny grudgingly agrees. Otherwise, they would have been out there playing. Oh, they're weather, the dying, yeah. <laughs> right? And to go to the pool with the team. Mm-hmm. And so uh, Squints is infatuated with the lifeguard, Wendy Paffermore, and fakes <laughs> drowning to receive a mouth-to-mouth uh, resuscitation, which is uh, CPR from her. Mm-hmm. He then kisses her and she kicks the boys out by the incident uh, cements her and Squint's relationship. The team yeah. later plays a 4th of July night game by the light of fireworks. But let's talk about the uh, swimming pool thing because we always have that one girl that we always oh, have a crush yeah. on. There, there's and, it, right. It's it, it it's it's always it's it's always gonna happen, <laughs> and especially in, in, in summertime. Yeah, no, nah, it's gonna happen. I thought that was, uh, man, that's one of those those scenes like that. Um, as much stuff as I won't ever forget from this movie, that scene is absolutely legendary when it comes like, to. And I've seen people make memes of it and or gifts of it, and they use it for other purposes. But 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 still, it still pervades the same message of <laughs> he got one. It was just so right. funny. Like, and I remember the first time I saw that, and I thought, yo, this kid's gonna die. Like, what's going on? But then he was like, and he winked at him. I was like, oh man, what? <laughs> this is classic. Again, the writers really got this correct with how it how exactly young boys would react to 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 someone who looked because Wendy Peppercorn was she was hot dude was she hot, was. Like, yeah you know what I'm saying so like like right. I could see uh squints sort of he said he couldn't take it no more remember they was like right. always looking always watching always <laughs> looking every summer <laughs> I can't take it anymore yeah you can't take it yeah dude it's it, it, it's and also what what they end up saying you know toward, at the end of the movie what what comes out it, it's even more funny that that um that that scene happened but that shit is classic i couldn't imagine myself doing that shit to be honest no. at all i couldn't i don't think i could I'm too be awkward think, for that shit yeah, to be honest dude. with you yo i probably i Remember he jumped. He did it on purpose because he looked at her and he was like, mm, and he put his glasses <laughs> up and he jumped. He just jumped in and she was like, "What?" And he just off the deep end. They were like, "Squints, no!" And he just jumped in. <laughs> nah, it's um, it's it's an incredible man that and then that scene is really, really, really. And, and I've seen it try to be reproduced in other movies, but there's you're not gonna no, not gonna you can't. Get that. This is this is one of those scenes that you don't expect it. Like you said. Mm-hmm. We're thinking that he's going to die. And, <laughs> yeah. and then I like how he gets up, gives her a kiss. They wind up throwing the kids out of the pool, out of that mm-hmm. area. And Cam goes, are you crazy? Did you know you were going to do that? He goes, I've been planning it for years. Yeah. And then and then as they run <laughs> off and they get kicked out, he stops one last time at the fence and looks. And she sort of tilts her glasses down. I was like, oh, you. <laughs> <laughs> and then I also like how. Uh, Scott, the grown up Scott goes from that up, that end on. It was he was a legend in the yeah, pool. He, yeah, I'm sure that's that's. <laughs> and you can always see a lifeguard smiling back at Squints. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nah, that, that, right. that's that's one of the. As a matter of fact, that's that's literally that scene is is one of the greatest scenes of all time. Like you it know, is. even though I, I remember I, I did. Uh, 
Well, you and I, I did that, that did the uh, greatest scenes one yeah. with uh, Beast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But that, that's another one is the one where what we just talked about where he fakes <laughs> like he's drowning. So he has to get reset. That is incredible, man. Right, and I also liked how in this mo- um not in this moment, now they're um this that magic moment, moment is playing. playing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. This man, and then he just <laughs> run it off when she runs him off and said it's, it's dope. Yeah, it's, it was perfect. The execution yeah. of the song as soon as he wakes up and kisses her, perfect. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, "Oh my God, you pervert!" And she runs him <laughs> off. It's so, it's so incredible, man. And it's, it's like, like I said, I, I rewatched it the other day, and I was just like, "Man, this movie is great." <laughs> it really is. I, yeah. I really love it. This mm-hmm. is a Fourth of July movie that you yeah. need to watch on Fourth of July. You actually mm-hmm. do have that flavor of a Fourth of July kind yeah. of vibe to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But man, speaking of Fourth of July, that's going to be our next <laughs> scene. Yeah. Uh, the team later plays a 4th of July night game by the light of fireworks, and Smalls observes that. Though the rest of them regard baseball as just a game to Benny, baseball was life. Mm-hmm. They later engage in a verbal scuffle led by Ham with a rival Little League team. Now, this is the next day, and easily defeat the team, uh, defeat them in a challenge game of the team's diamond. They celebrate their victory as a fair where a combination of beef chief chewing tobacco was attained by Birdham Ram and riding the uh, trambant causes a distractious mess from themselves. (laughs) But let's talk about the fact that, okay, you have these kids talking smack to each other before the actual game even happens Mm -hmm. because you play baseball like a girl. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, that, that, the, the, what was good about that one was because when 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 that scene sort of starts, I, I was like, I hope y'all, I hope they beat them though, because you know what I'm saying. Like it's obviously they had nice jerseys and stuff like right. that, and the Sandlot kids were just out there, right? And it's just like, you know, they had their their back and forth. I love the fact that they absolutely clapped them dudes, man. They really, really beat the shit out of those kids. I <laughs> love that watching it because of course, like I was saying, like that team was, they were, they looked like professionals and then they got, they just got beat down by the real professionals. The this goes to show you don't need uniforms. You don't need. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. The best cleats to win is Mm -mm. just about the love of the game. Yeah, yeah. And, And how much fun you have playing it you know what i mean it, it it was obvious that that the sandlot kids had way more fun playing baseball than um those the kids that came and they you know had their back and forth and challenge them or whatever uh as far as 
that is another classic scene. The tobacco on the fair on the um <laughs> the, the the ride, bro. Right. Every time I watch that, I get sick of my stuff because I'm just like, oh. I put this scene on top of Problem Child too with the thro- with them throwing up on that ride. Oh, oh man, I forgot about Problem Child. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, it, it's it, but it's it's a good scene because it, it makes sense in the context of the movie, right? They're like right. celebrating, yo, chewing tobacco like the like the pros. They put it in, and it's like, no, no, my. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you've ever like no I, I have before. It's disgusting. Right. And it is it, it it I've done it twice, I think, in my life. Like and it every single time, as soon as it starts hit, it makes my stomach sick. Like, At first it smells like raisins when when you were a kid. You think yeah. it's actually it smells like yeah. raisins. Yeah, it my does. dad used to chew tobacco. Yeah, it does. It does. The kind they had, yes, it does. It smells like, like the that, red yeah. man uh to be chewing tobacco. Yeah. That's the one that my dad would always use. Yep, and it yep. smelled like raisins, and it I was like, <laughs> "Instantly make your stomach sick!" Instantly, instantly make your stomach sick. <laughs> For me, it did anyway. It's just right. like it just doesn't. Oh man! And, and he's uh, like, "I like how the narration goes. We did the most stupidest thing that we could have ever done." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, with him talking smack to mm-hmm. the rich players, though, was my favorite thing. Though, too, hey, is that your sister naked? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, Swing and a miss. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's, but yeah, the smack talking for the uh, for that was really good. The rock, mm-hmm. the rock, like you said though, the fear. Who, how many of us actually have county fears that we go to? Yeah, I and, do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I and, haven't been in a while, but the, we have one that comes every year. I, I live in a same. small town. Yeah, yeah. So it, it comes. It comes every year. And uh, matter of fact, it's probably gonna be here in September. If I'm not yep, mistaken. Same. same yeah, for my yeah. Small so, town. Yeah, I, I hadn't I hadn't been in a few a few years, but yeah, no, it, it's it, but yeah that, that that there's always that particular ride. I think it's called something different, but yeah, there's always that particular ride, and I there's always like always to the the gravitron. Yeah, the gravitron, dude. I haven't rode that probably. I, I can't even tell you how long it's been, to, but every time I've ever ridden it, I'm getting off and my stomach is just done. <laughs> you know what? I only got sick off that ride once oh. in my life. And that's because I lifted my head up at the same time, and I was like, "Dad, that was a big mistake." <laughs> yeah, no, I. Uh, it didn't matter if I eat before I get on it or not. I, the, anything that spins like that is going to mess me up. So yeah, <laughs> I, I can one thousand percent understand them doing chewing tobacco. No wonder they were done when they got on that one. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So now we actually have this other scene that plays out the next day. One day, Benny hits the cover off the team's only ball while his team is amazed and interprets mm-hmm. it to be an omen. Benny is bummed that their game is over as a result. Mm-hmm. With Bill away on business in Chicago, Smalls borrows his prized baseball autograph Babe Ruth to keep the game going. Thank you, babe. I do appreciate that. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, you know, <laughs> every time I watch it, it's the same feeling I get as the first time when he picks that ball up off the thing and takes it, I was like, Oh no, nothing good can come of this. You know what I mean? There's nothing good's going to happen here. Like there, I don't care if it doesn't get knocked. It just doesn't matter. There's nothing good. That's going to come with um, uh, him taking that, that baseball off of there. Keep the game going, and he did. You know, he wanted to to impress. You know, not not necessarily impress him, but sort of be like, "Yo, I saved the day with a ball or whatever." No way, I'm doing that shit. 
there's <laughs> but right. I I you know I sort of grew up with like knowledge of things like like if I would have saw baseball sitting on something like that, didn't even have to know whose name was on it. If it's sitting on something like that, don't touch that shit. <laughs> Which he knew no. not to touch it. But I, I get I got why he did it though. Cause like I said, he was you know, they wanted to keep the game going and stuff like that. That was one though where when I saw that scene and I saw him pick that up, I was like, oh no. There's nothing no. good is about to happen from this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so he picks it up. He goes over to the field. He goes, hey, guys, guys, I got a baseball. I got a baseball. We're okay. And he goes, okay, Smalls. Well, since you brought the baseball, you can go in and uh, take a swing at it. Yeah. Hey, guys. John here from Movie Lovers Unite. And let me just tell you something. Sometimes it's always hard to find the best person to edit your podcast. Well, I went through several other people to actually help me with my podcast. And the best one that I know of that actually charges really great for podcasters is Christian Obrey. And I just want to mention this. His business is Editing by Christian. Go on ahead. Let him edit your podcast. His prices are very reasonable. He'll work with you. He's 110% a fantastic person. And he's honest to the fullest. And this is John DeGregorio from Movie Lovers Unite. Mm. So he winds <laughs> up knocking a home run out of it. Yeah. Everybody's celebrating. Smalls really feels sick to his stomach because yeah. of the fact that it got knocked over the wall where the beast is. Yeah. And so I was like, well, we can't play again. So we might as well go on home. No, we got to get the ball. Yeah, it's like, dog, that ball's gone. Smalls, like, nah, dude, man, look, we're good. We'll go back tomorrow. It'll be yeah. fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's like, no, nah. he's like, no, nah, no. We, we. He's like that, and and then once, obviously, once the <laughs> the the the, uh, the knowledge is dropped on the rest of the, the the kids that the ball was signed by Babe Ruth, bruh. I was like, yo, this kid is dead. There's he's dead. He's <laughs> dead or dead. <laughs> yeah, and so um, yeah, no, I but the, again, again. The writing is so incredible that they would put that in there. Like he he went and got that ball, and he's the one that hits his first home run of all time. And it's that ball, and it's over the fence. Like it's <laughs> you can't you can't you can't make. Well, I, I mean, I can't say you can't make this up because they did. But but at the same time, you know what I mean? Like like to put a movie that's already that good, you add that extra element to it. It's it's incredible, man. Right now he's like, oh shit, my dad's gonna kill me now and i had to get that ball back and i like how they acknowledge he's like well what's so important about this ball because it, it was signed by some woman signed by babe ruth yeah and it was like smalls yeah and he's like what because you hit babe ruth yeah what about her uh then ham had to go in ahead and explain to him yeah yeah it's the sultan of swat swat yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's the the, yeah, the the colossus of the cloud. Like, yeah, yeah, he's like, oh, that's the great Bambino, and it's like it's like this realization, and it's 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 again, it's really fucking well done in that context of what he just did, and once he realizes it, he's like, oh my god, they're all like, shit, we gotta get that ball back, like you know what I'm saying, or else right. you know, Smalls is dead, like you know, right. And then they decide to go to the drugstore, sign the Babe Ruth's name onto the ball, and they're misspelling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Misspelling it. He put Smalls puts it back on the thing. The mom winds up explaining to him, "Hey, you know who the, who signed that ball?" He goes, no. Yeah. 
No, no, I don't know. Who is back? Yeah, that, that's a like, see, again, 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 like just that the response. The mother like, knows. Yeah, she knows, but yeah, he doesn't. But still, the way that he does know at that point in time, but the way he tries to act like he doesn't have any clue who that is because it's such a, um, they had to put something on there to to sort of uh, to take the place of the ball until they can get the other one. Great, great movie, dude. Great. Just great <laughs> scenes, man. <laughs> I like how they go in there and try to save his ass, though. Mm-hmm. So they come up with different ways of actually getting the ball. Yeah. To use the vacuum, vacuum cleaner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those old school vacuum cleaners. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, a, bu- a bunch of different things. and But it's all it's all like literally everything they tried. Like you literally could believe that, like that came from this young kids, like like young kids decide. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just it's it's what kids would have thought of to try to get the ball back, as opposed. And I know that they, like I said, like the writing is so good in this because uh, they just caught that sort of element of of being young and stuff. So like that's all of those methods that they use to try to get that ball are all things that kids would have tried like literally you know what i'm saying right and i like how small goes well we can just go ahead and ring, knock on the door yeah. like, no we can't do that yeah 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 and then at the end <laughs> at the end yeah it's funny when he's yeah right. but no yeah yeah no I, I i did like all the tricks they tried to get it back um none of them worked and so you know <laughs> right and then at the, and then of course at night benny dreams he meets the spirit of babe ruth who mm-hmm. advises him to rescue the ball himself with the words heroes get remembered but legends never die yep. Follow your heart kid and you'll get you'll never go wrong yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. and obviously you know because <laughs> we watched the the, the uh the, the pf flyers and things of that nature yeah just great <laughs> that was their definition of nikes back in the day yeah yeah just <laughs> great great stuff they added to this movie just to make it even better the pf flyers stuff is is incredible just because you know (laughs) there there was always those that shoe that was out there when you were kids that every kid wanted so pf flyers and and just the fact that benny was like yo i'm gonna get this back by myself you know what i mean and I, i got you smalls i got you you know what i mean basically so that was man it was i want to talk about uh when Benny jumps over the fence and then the the uh, the chase with the beast because I know we did this for the greatest moments but I want you to go on ahead yeah yeah no I think um, yeah no it's it is one of the greatest scenes of all time it's 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 literally like especially at the time I saw it I was I was a little bit older than they were but but it's it still just hit so well with. Like this kid is about to go challenge this dog that everybody sees as this massive monster to get a ball back. And then after he jumps the fence, you see it's like a regular dog. That's when I was watching it for the first time. When I saw that, that's when I was like, oh, they are really good. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because you've seen stuff like before that where the ball got hit over the fence. You see this big dog's head just come swallow the ball, things of that nature. So you're like, it's got to be this massive but it's really just a regular dog <laughs> takes you back, man. Like I was talking about with, with the dog that was in one of my old neighborhoods where, where like it just seemed to be so much bigger. But if I was to see that dog now, it's probably smaller than my dog. So I think that scene, the adrenaline, the like such sort of the, the rest of the team makes that scene better. Cause they're like, no, Benny, don't do it. Benny. He gets over there, gets the ball, jumps the fence. The beast chase him across town through a movie th- or like not a movie theater, but like, like a uh, veterans kind of, 
uh, yeah, yeah, screening yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, screening and stuff, a picnic. It just tears a whole bunch of stuff up. The pool. <laughs> the swimming pool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he's like, yo, meet me back at meet me back at the sandlot. So that they meet him back there. And yo, that chase scene is it's incredible. It's it's like it seemed, it still seems like I said, I just I watched it recently. It's still lar- a larger than life chase scene from the perspective of of kids who are like 12 years old, you know what I mean? And it still looms, it's still really big whenever I watch it. And, you know, he gets back to the, the, the field, obviously the fence falls over on the beast and then they literally have to knock on the door like Small said. And he's like, yeah, y'all should have just knocked. And everybody's yeah, like, Mr. I told you, man. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, Mr. Ray, yeah, James Earl Jones. I mean, come on now. You can't you can't go right. wrong with James Earl Jones. I was actually surprised as a kid. I'm like, Mufasa? Yeah. <laughs> but not, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> or Darth Vader or like Darth Vader, like, yeah. That was like my like, first yeah, attention. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But um, I think the the um giving having the having his character be blind and saying that like he knew these cats, like he was played for the Yankees and he got hit with a baseball, such a great Man, it's he's it's just a, he's a great character. He dialed right into that character, and you feel for him, even though he was only introduced for like a short time. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like he goes, yeah, and and then Small says, "That's when you went blind, right? When you started losing your vision." He goes, "Yeah." Mm-hmm. And I yeah. like how he has that smirk on his face. He goes, "Yeah, I knew, I knew Herman." Yeah, 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 yeah. That's <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like it's it's. Man, put together so well. Put the put together. I, you know, I'd actually whoever wrote this, like I'd, I'd love to have a conversation with him because uh, this they, they really tapped in some. And I'm sure, like, it, I, I need to just do research to see who wrote it. But <laughs> I'm sure he probably had a history and probably had a. He played baseball when he was a kid and had those same sort of experiences, not the the same, but sort of similar experiences that was you know enabled him bring it bring it to film. But the, the Sandlot is sort of the quintessential and I'm not even going to say coming of age because it only covers basically like a summer in these kids lives but it's it's sort of this like it's 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 man it's it's hard to put it's like words this togetherness for this one summer yeah of yeah. having friendships and I like the fact that they left it a summer movie and mm-hmm. didn't push it into now they're going to school and now mm-hmm. they have to try and work and, yeah. and I, that's something that I didn't. Uh, that, that's something I'm glad that they didn't do because they could have yeah. easily went from summer to going into the school school year. Yeah, uh, that would have been too much. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it clocks in at an hour and thirty four minutes, or it's like a very short movie, but yeah. you don't even feel the runtime, and it's perfect. And yes, our busy Aussie family, the movie is fantastic. I definitely recommend it. It's, yeah. on Disney, it's it's not streaming right now anywhere. As a matter of fact, I actually had to sign up for Stars for like a seven day trial. To say, yeah, yeah, I and had, then I canceled it. Yeah, <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I, I want it on. Uh, I have it on physical media, so it, it, no, it's okay. yeah. Um, <laughs> when it comes, I'm trying to put it in this perfect thing. When it comes to movies about growing up, The Sandlot is it hits so many beats perfectly. As a matter of fact, I think the Sandlot created some beats when it comes to movies that mm-hmm. came after it, not just baseball movies, but, but movies in general surrounding like, you like know, the tropes, you, different tropes and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. When it came to sort of movies based around like, you know, young teenage kids doing whatever the Sandlot sort of like established some of those things. So uh, it, it is, 
it's incredible, man. And I hope to God they never try to remake this ever, ever because it, it just it's too perfect. It's too perfect. And you know, I I couldn't imagine to see somebody redo what what this movie did, man. It's it's just such a classic. you can't remake this. No, you can't, can't remake the chemistry. You cannot remake nope. the characters. You can nope. you can have it a different environment, different year. Still not gonna feel the same. No, no, still not gonna not gonna hit those beats. And no, you know the moments we talked about here, especially the beast that the well the Benny versus the beast and 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 uh, the 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 um being on the 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 fair ride and getting sick, uh, just just all of that kind of stuff, man. Is is the them them sleeping over in, in the uh, treehouse and like sort of teaching Smalls about the beast. Yep. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, 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 yeah. This one, don't don't mess with this one, please. Don't mess with it. No, this. it still looks great. You don't have to re- even remaster the movie. It just, just no. Just, you don't need. <laughs> this does not need to be in four K. This is yeah, yeah, perfect yeah, yeah. the yeah, way it needs to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it I do want to point out uh, the ending a little bit too mm-hmm. about how the boys grew up. You know, mm-hmm. so that we can get an idea. Oh uh, so yeah. The, Go yeah. ahead, go ahead, go, go ahead. Yeah, the boys continue to play on the sandlot for the rest of the summer and sub- uh, subsequently summers through their junior high school years with the Beast, whose real name is Hercules as their mascot. Eventually, yeah. they go their own separate way. Yaya's enrolled in military school and this is in the army and later develops bungee jumping. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I wonder why. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, Bertram disappears into the counterculture movement. Timmy and Tommy become an architect and contractor, and the two become wealthy upon investing mini malls, which is not going to, which now you can forget that. Yeah, uh, yeah, for real. <laughs> Squints yeah. marries Wendy, and they have nine kids and run yeah. the local drugstore and mm-hmm. becomes a professional wrestler known as the Great Hambino. And <laughs> Dean Nunes play, uh, pay, plays Triple A baseball, but just shy of making the majors. Becomes a business owner and coaches his son's little league mm-hmm. team. The Heaters is what they call them. Yeah. Benny becomes a local legend and after his picking up Hercules, who lives to be about 199 years old in dog years, mm-hmm. and earns the nickname Benny the Jet Rodriguez well into his adulthood years. As an adult, Smalls becomes a sports commentator and remains friends with Benny, now a player for the Los Angeles Dodgers, performing a play-by-play of the Dodgers game. Smalls cheers Benny on the uh, as he steals home to win the game, and they give each other the same thumbs-up sign they give gave each other since childhood. Afterwards, Smalls looks around his broadcast booth at the murder uh, murderer's row ball, the chewed-up Babe Ruth ball. They forge Babe Ruth's ball, and when he keeps on display and other uh, mementos, including a photo of the Sandlot team from 1962 and remembers that first summer with the team. Yeah, no, that's a, the, the ending of this movie is, is, uh, <laughs> it's, 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 it's dope. It's the per, it's a perfect, a perfect ending. I remember the first time I saw it and then when it skipped forward and it said, uh, you know, and it showed Smalls call, I was like, cause I missed the first time I saw it, I missed the beginning. So I did not know that, um, uh, you know, small, it started with him older calling the game. So I like, I, I didn't see that. So when I was watching it and it showed it, I was like, 
wait a minute. And they said, yo, let's see if, let's see if the jet still has enough gas left in the tank or whatever. And I was like, man, this is incredible. And I've watched it intently. And he, of course, he steals home or whatever. And, and you know, the movie ends the way it does. He looks up at him and shit. And it does show him look at the balls and, and the pictures. I was like, man, that, mm-hmm. that's that's when I went back and, and sort of watched the entire thing. And I've seen it a billion times since then. Uh, what a perfect movie, man. I can it find is. I find zero flaws in the movie. Zero. Like literally it's a I perfect can, movie. Yeah, I can't it's, think of anything that I would change from it at all. And um the ending was storybook. It was uh uh can, yeah, dude. <laughs> Squints and Wendy Peppercorn, yeah, they had like <laughs> yeah, it's, he does what he the way he says it is like the way that dude just says like a, you said right. they and they have nine kids. Yeah, it's it's that's insane. But, dude, the other thing I want to mention is, you know, the part with the baseball, whenever uh, basically you see the adult Rodriguez, that's what I'm calling him, uh, stealing and everything. It actually feels like a baseball game now. You actually feel like you're in the game with them and you hear Small calls it and you're just as much as a suspense in Small's is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're actually being someone that's in the stands watching a baseball game. Yeah. Because yeah, I mean, the, the like I was, the first time I saw, it, I didn't know he was gonna score. I was like, "Oh my goodness!" Like I was literally on edge. Like once you get to that <laughs> moment in it, because you just had this time with those characters, uh, obviously a lot younger. But once when it gets to that at the end, it's it's a really great moment. And obviously, you know, we see what happens. He steals home and stuff. And and uh, yeah, it's incredible. And also, uh, the one one scene that's in there where um, he gives. Um, uh, Dennis Leary's character, the new ball. You remember he gives it to him, and he's like, you know, he really, he's really pissed about his old ball. But what, I, right. how can you be mad when you got a ball with like murderers? All those, right? <laughs> yeah, like, like I, he could still be mad. I got it to a certain extent, but at the same time, he was like, "All right, I can't even. This is dope. Like, this is really incredible." You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like, I, mad, I, but <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, I thought that was a great scene in there too, as far as because like when he when he comes back and his mom makes him sort of you know fess up to what he did and shit like that. So, uh, man, what, what, what a, um, dude, what a dope ass movie, man. It's, it's the Sandlot is in, a, it's an American classic as far as, uh, like you said, 4th of July movies, summer movies and things of that nature. But if I catch that shit on, you know, December the 3rd, I'm gonna watch it. It doesn't matter Same. the time of year. Sandlot's on. I'm watching the Sandlot because it's just that good of a film. And uh, man, what what a cast! What a just everything about it is great. You know, I know we I know we keep spelling its accolades out, but it's it is literally a perfect film. <laughs> oh, speaking of which, uh, totally off topic, but I love that the Star Wars sign ACS has on his wall in the background. <laughs> <laughs> That's what oh, our Aussie family oh, said. Yeah, yeah. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, it is in fact a perfect film. I can yeah. watch this any time of the year. It doesn't have to be 4th of July. It just has that 4th of July kind of buzz yes. to where yeah. mm-hmm. it gets you in the mood that's, for baseball that, season too. That's the best time. Yeah, because baseball season really starts ramping up around that time of year. So, I mean, obviously, because it's like All-Star Week right now, which is right. just a week after the 4th. So, yeah. Yep. Well, that's everything that's go- that's everything for this review. But man, what do you have going on on your channel? Where can people reach you reach you at and all that stuff? 
Yeah, you can find me. Um, the little oh, where is it? oh, this description right here at two two seven nine ACS on Twitter, uh, Instagram, all those things. Uh, I'm just you know I ha- I have a daily show I do every day Monday through Thursday at uh like right around five forty p.m. Eastern time. Uh, I got a um a show coming back on Friday. Uh, world's finest with my homegirl Meg and and my homie Joey will be back on um we'll be back on Friday for that. And I have a show on Sunday evenings about 7.30 p.m. Eastern time I do with uh, my homie Ohio Dave called Amateur Hour. We just okay. talk about everything, everything. This <laughs> is sports, all kind of stuff like that. Uh, and whenever you see me on um, on the homie John's channel, man, with Movie Lovers Unite, man, talking about some stuff, man. Also, exactly, man. also, I do need to mention that this Wednesday, uh, our episode of this season of The Greatest Scenes of All Time, where we, we watched uh, – Doc and Marty Back to the Future will be live Wednesday, sometime Wednesday. I can't morning. wait to see that, dude. That's gonna be fire. That's gonna yeah, be really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it'll be uh, it'll be live Wednesday morning, man. So yeah, you, yeah, I'll, I'll let you know and everything, all the all the uh, the links and stuff like that. Oh yeah. So I just want to make say this one thing. I want to give the Doom Generation podcast a big shout out. Mm-hmm. They put on an awesome ass uh, podcast. I'm actually part of their Patreon, and I'm not just saying nice. that because I work out because of the fact that I paid ten dollars or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But I've been a fan of theirs since the Edward Scissorhands uh, review that they did, which is absolutely funny as hell. Okay, uh, these two women are just hilarious together. They're yo, fantastic I think, yo, together. I, I think I do follow them though. On, yeah, on you do. Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but yeah, you're very welcome. You're very welcome. But I, I just got done listening to their uh, newest episode just recently, and you know I just was cracking up at work while I was stocking shelves and stuff like that because I listen to podcasts while I'm working, and I just mm-hmm. crack up with these women every single time. Nice, so nice. go ahead, give Doom Generation some love over there, and party on Doomers. So <laughs> with that being said, I'm going to make some a few announcements that I have going on on the channel right now. Right. So first off, on the 17th of July, I have Beth from the Made for a Movie TV podcast. We're going to be reviewing Night Shift, the Michael Keaton movie. Oh, um, so guess what? You guys can actually watch that for free on YouTube right now. So you guys don't have to pay a single thing. You guys can just go and have watch it on YouTube. Uh, then uh, this coming up week on Friday, I'll have Heidi with me. And we're going to be reviewing Benny in June at 8 o'clock, 7 o'clock, 9 o'clock Eastern time. For that show, and of course, it's also going to be the same time for the uh, for Beth and I when we do our night shift review uh, for mm-hmm. that one. And I also have a 10 a.m. interview that I'm shooting out uh, with film editor Alex Williams, who's a veteran uh, director or stuff like that. And mm-hmm. he has his own production company now, so I'm going to be talking to him about that. Rossi will be back on the 12th, and she's doing two shows. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to be, we're going to be reviewing that new Michael Olowitz movie with, uh, that has Mel Gibson in it. So mm-hmm. we're going to be reviewing that film. And then after that, she has our gaming, uh, episode that she's going to be doing with everybody that she does once a month. Okay. Talking about nice. top five open world video games. Nice. So that's going to shoot off at nine o'clock, uh, central time, 10 o'clock Eastern time, seven o'clock Pacific standard time. <laughs> so that's everything. <laughs> That's going on our channel. We're staying busy. We're flowing out. Yeah. We're flowing out content. So, as a matter of fact, speaking of flowing out content, we just dropped our Napoleon uh, trailer reaction today as well. So, going yeah, and check dude, that, that out. movie looks incredible. It really does, dude. <laughs> this it looks hands down. Academy Awards 2023 is going to be fantastic. Yeah, yeah. So, well, dude, thank you for always joining me. It's always a pleasure to have you on here talking about movies and stuff. 
and the friendship that we have over the years. Thank you so much. Yeah. No, dude, I appreciate you having me on. Uh, of course, man. Like I said, we'll, we'll, <laughs> we, we're going to do all those back to the future movies, man, on, on the greatest scenes, man, coming up. But like I said, do. uh, the next ep- episode of greatest scenes of all time, sending Marty back to the future will be live on Wednesday. You'll have the links and stuff to share and things of that nature. Yep. Um, one more thing I am seeing Mission impossible tomorrow. Uh, at two o'clock. So I'll be giving us a, a spoiler free review on my channel. Some, whenever I get home, probably about 6 30 PM Eastern time, just to give my initial thoughts on it and things of that nature. But uh, yeah, I ain't spoil. I, I won't be doing spoilers on that for a minute, but cause you know, I give people time to see <laughs> right. it. But, it but, takes yeah. a lot. For that type of movie, you need to have a mindset of like, okay, I need to calm myself down and be like, did I enjoy this movie just as much as I said I did or not? Yeah. Yeah, um, I do want to make one quick. I know I have a lot of announcements. Shit, yeah, but, uh, yeah, keep going, keep going. <laughs> but Doom Generation will be joining me mm-hmm. in September, and this will only be an audio only podcast episode. It's okay. not going to be a live podcast. It's going to be audio only. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be having a Patreon. We're going to be shooting out a Patreon in September, okay. so we have all our Reddit R content on the Patreon stuff. So okay. you think uh, so? All my stuff will be uncut. And everything, I'm gonna be no filter or anything like that. I'm gonna be going balls to the wall with this. Right. So that's gonna be our special review of Serial Mom. Okay. So nice. we're gonna be reviewing Serial nice. Mom, and then uh, God knows what else we're gonna be uh, that I'm gonna be doing after this. So once a month, you guys might actually get a rated R uh, type of show. <laughs> so, nice. anyways, nice. the only way to do it uncensored, exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> anyways guys have a great and safe night and always until next time guys have a have a good night and we'll catch you on the next one